I'm not confident. I constantly <laughs> feel that. I always, but what's interesting is I actually challenge myself to be like, to push past it. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unfit, a healthy-ish podcast. This is our first episode of the new year, 2021. We're coming in with good vibes. Sam, how are you doing today? I am doing great, despite the domestic terrorism earlier this week. How about you? All right, well, we're not going to harp on that because those aren't the vibes that we're going for today. (laughs) Welcome to the first episode of 2021 Unfit, a healthy-ish podcast. Today, we're talking to a really good friend of ours. You may know him. You may know his brother. You probably know his brother. You've probably Um, seen his brother on Instagram. Yes, Brendan Clancy (laughs) of Barstool Sports. He produces... KFC Radio and all of the content that his brother Kevin Clancy does, which is kind of how we found Brendan, met Brendan, and he is slowly but surely become, actually I shouldn't say slowly but surely, very quickly he's become a great mentor (laughs) of ours. We like to joke that he's the executive producer of this podcast. He's the pod, he's our pod father. He's the pod father. Um, And yeah, it was just, um, very exciting, as always, to get to sit down with him and um, chat about what his experience as a producer with a pretty well-known company has been, um, as well as jump into some fitness things, because he is a little bit of a fitness guru. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he has an outlet to talk about that as much. I mean, he does a little on his Instagram, but I think he was excited that uh, we wanted to talk about that with him. So it's a fun conversation. (laughs) He's good friends with, um, if you guys know who Corey G is, like Corey G Fitness, um, he had a, I think his following really started on Facebook, but now Corey G is big everywhere. I think he has his own podcast and everything. And so, yeah, you could tell Brendan was like aching to to chat about this with somebody but I'm sure because so his podcast is about producing podcasts so a little bit meta but the super producers podcast is about that it's not about fitness uh but you know we had to throw a little bit of fitness in there because we are unfit yeah yeah we talk we really run the gamut on topics on this one so if you're interested in content creation this is a great episode for you if you're interested in just talking about anxiety and imposter syndrome which I think we all feel at different times of our life This is also the episode for you. Um, And if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, this is a sign from the universe that you should do it. Yeah. Fun combo. In for a treat. Okay. Let's catch up a little bit. All right. Let's do Um, it. I want to give a shout out to our listener, Madison McGlone. She's a friend of Brandon. 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 Confusing. Uh, Brandon Schneider, who we had on um a few months ago and we might be spoiler alert having back on to talk Mm -hmm. about um things that have changed in his life since we last spoke to him um anyway madison is a friend of his and she started listening to us when we put out an episode with him and she sent us the sweetest dm the other day just saying that uh it's been a, a trying year for her she's picked up and moved in the middle of a pandemic she's job searching the same way sam is and she has um, found, I don't know, I, I guess a, a kinship of sorts with us. And that's, as we say, always the most flattering thing to hear. Um, so she sent us this really sweet long DM. And 
that's the best. We love you. Thank you for listening. Like it literally means so much, um, especially coming from somebody who we don't really have a past relationship with. Yeah. Um, when I mean, I love getting messages from our great group of friends. Yeah. But, like anytime it's someone who we have no connection to, I'm like, wow, this is what makes me want to keep making great episodes. So thank right. you, Madison. So um, yeah, I feel like I was in a little bit of a slump the past two weeks. Like not to be negative, but my holidays were not particularly, as I'm sure most people feel. Like, yeah, mine are I not did nothing. Special. I sat around and read books, which was great, <laughs> but that was kind of it. Um, so, you know, I think I maybe needed some time to take for myself. Um, didn't focus as much on the podcast as maybe I thought I was going to, but now I feel like I'm really ready to jump in in the new year. And that was like the perfect little push in the right direction to get like starting out the year on the right foot so um we're working really hard over here we've got some fun stuff planned we're like always always scheming something or another <laughs> so if you want to join in on the scheme just like let us know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and uh, madison if you want to come on the podcast and talk about moving and kind of finding yourself in this new year we'd love to have you Um, We have a ton of episodes actually booked out for the next month. I'm looking at my calendar and I am so excited to record with some people who I think are going to bring a new angle to the podcast and we're going to talk about some things that we haven't discussed yet. So I'm very excited. So you guys have that to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Any highlights? Anything you want to talk about? I know I would love to jump into a little bachelor chat real quick. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, let's back it up and talk about, uh, do you want to talk about Bridgerton first? Because I know we both binge that over the holiday break like most people. Yeah. Okay. So what what are your thoughts? So excited that Sam finally got on a Netflix show like fast (laughs) enough to (laughs) talk about it and be on the wave. This never happens. Um, Yeah. I loved it. Um, okay, do you ever listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR? I listened to it yesterday, uh, and no. they just like tear shit apart. They're never positive, and it just yeah, made well, me so that's mad. Why I probably wouldn't like. There it. are issues <laughs> with the show. I get it. It's no TV show's ever going to be perfect. What are but the issues? I think. Um. Well, there are some that I sort of agree with. Obviously, some people take that one scene to be really bad. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it's supposed to make you think because, duh. Which scene? Uh, the scene where one of the more sensual scenes. Where that he keeps pulling out. More... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. No, We're going to but... have a vagina coach on the show soon, ladies. So get hyped for that. Um, there's conversations about that, uh, whatever. Overall, I think it was great. It was fun. It was like a great, um, quarantine watch. Amazing Um, quarantine watch. Really pulled me out of like me being at home for two weeks. My family was kind of on edge the whole time I was home. I think we just like have all spent too much time together. So I just was like, I'm going to go watch Bridgerton. Like, I'll see you guys. And everyone in my family- was watching it at different times. So, like, Jess was an episode behind me, but my mom had already finished it before I started. You couldn't so all just sit in the room talk. and watch it together. No, of course not. <laughs> Why would we do that? That's, like, way too simple and effective. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but obviously, they had some communication issues, like the characters. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. 
overall, I really enjoyed it. And if you want to talk about it in depth with me, like, let me know. DM There are a Allie. few things that I'm like, hmm, we could do this better. But I think, I think, obviously, they're going to get a second season and probably 100%. like multiple seasons to come. So I, I think like so. all of the issues that I have with it could be saved. So that's what I'm hopeful for. Okay. But overall, I thought it was very fun and it's very colorful and the string quartet of all the Thank pop you, songs next. was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Wildest Dreams. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I, I was did. like, for some a of them second, I picked up. I mean, up obviously, on. I love Taylor Swift, but it took me, I was like, I know this song. Wait, what is this song? Because we're, you know, talking a couple Taylor Swift albums back. And I was like, oh my God, Wildest Dreams. And I thought maybe that. You know, that was like the first Taylor Swift song that she ever put out that was kind of... Kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah. And I I think, you know, that's kind of um, in honor of uh, what takes place while uh, oh, yeah. it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one episode that's like full of sex. Usually the shows that I watch do not have that because they're like sci-fi or like they're very action-packed. They don't have time to be sensual, but... I thought I was going to hate the show, and I really liked it. And I'm not usually one for period pieces, but oh my god, it was amazing. I saw on Twitter this week that um, fans of the actor who plays Simon, whose name I do not know how to say. I've heard... I, I think okay, it's like I know what it is, reggae, but... Jean. It's like French sounding. I don't know what how to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but... They want him to play the next James Bond. And I yes, think I've that heard that, that as well. Would which be would incredible. Be <laughs> yeah. So on board for that. Um, and yeah, if you haven't watched the show, it's definitely a really great form of escapism. So if you're looking for that, as 2021 is kicking things off on a super low note, as we know of the events that happened this week, then definitely watch that show. It is Do you really feel entertaining. Like I went through all of these, the cast members. I mm-hmm. feel like they all looked familiar, but like I did a deep dive and I truly don't know anything that any of them have been in. That's kind of what I like about Netflix is I feel like they always find actors and actresses to star in shows that end up blowing up that like you don't recognize them from other things so I didn't know who any of these actors were I also think it's so funny now I'm going back and watching clips of them like behind the scenes and stuff on YouTube and seeing them all dance like do a TikTok dance in their like 18 early 1810s traditional dresses and uh, it's just like uh, it's so funny but yeah Daphne and Simon forever love them slight communication issues but like don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it yet. Lots of sex. Great show. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Um, okay, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Okay, that was the best On to modern premiere romance. episode <laughs> I think I've ever watched. It was entertaining through and through. I don't usually... If I watch the season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I usually like half watch it. Like I'll watch the parts that I think are important. And usually the first episode is just kind of like, okay, does this really need to be two hours long? But this one was really great. He's I think got a head on straight. His head everyone's straight. in love with him. He's a good I'm bachelor. He's very good looking. His morals are in the right place. His mom was super cute. Yeah. It's kind of great that they kept bringing up that like, oh, I feel like all the girls kept bringing up, I wanted to do this season because Matt is like a great guy and I liked that we could, we're both in this for the first time together. And I feel like that is something that they're going to continue to play up. And it's working out really great so far. Yeah. Yeah. 
loved Abigail getting the first rose. Yes. Oh, man. I had her picked in my little, I do a little fantasy fantasy? pick (laughs) them. And I didn't even realize she was deaf when I picked her, but I'm, something said she might be a good one. So I picked her. Got some extra points for that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love her a lot. I don't know. I just feel like it it feels like a fresh take, and Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how the season goes. I might end up disappointed. I feel like I often do, but I'm feeling good thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like also how before any of the women step out of the limo, Matt is like, I mean, whether the producers coordinated this or not, I'll never know. But where he's like, no, let me full stop. Let's talk about race before we talk about anything else. Mm-hmm. And he like really took the reins on the show. So I love that obviously mm-hmm. like that's super hot and it just sets a great precedent because I feel like in Tasha's season we started to get into those topics that like are tough to talk about but should be commonplace to talk about in relationships mm-hmm. so I really like that too yeah also on a lighter note um I don't know if he's just a good actor or if he's really feeling it with like every girl but he's very good at selling like the oh my god she's so gorgeous like let me take a deep breath and watch her walk away and like admire her (laughs) i watched um actually this is the first time i watched cutting stems live the oh i did not in the office like live after show they stream it on youtube if you guys ever want like a recap or they just have funny takes and and stuff you know on the episode that just played and they were commenting on how he did that with everyone, but specifically with, I think her name is Mari, because mm-hmm. she's got like a beautiful ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, take it all in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're super, super excited to see how that goes. Give us your hot takes. Oh, this is was this is my hot take, though, that I want to put out in the ether for oh, when it yeah. turns out to be correct. We- we have this on recording before, from like October. I, I had to cut it actually. So you got you guys haven't I've heard this, but you guys have not heard this yet. I think that this is going to run its course. He's going to end up with whoever he ends up with and ultimately like not marry that person down the line. I think he ends up with Hannah B. That's my hot take. I'm putting it out there now. Boom, there it is. Maybe I'll be wrong, but maybe I won't be. Is there anything in the bachelor fantasy that you have to predict like after the season or it's all just like things that happen strictly in each episode oh in the fantasy league um you're just picking uh depending on how many girls are left you just pick a certain number of them so like because it's the biggest that it ever is right now I think you can pick six and then it kind of goes down as the group gets smaller Mm -hmm. but you're just picking girls based on what they're gonna do and it earns you points and to be totally honest I don't really pay a ton of attention to what those things are but obviously like getting um the first impression rose gets you a lot of points getting like a group date rose gives you a lot of points first person to kiss him is a lot of points and then you like lose points if they're a dramatic person whatever but you choose every week so like I picked yesterday for what will be in next next week. So it's just it's mm-hmm. really actually just a bunch of friends from college that I kind of like want to keep in touch with. So it takes two seconds out of my week and then I like have an excuse to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We used to have a Slack group dedicated to the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. 
yeah when i was employed good times um anyway i think i think uh, i think that's everything yeah for the most part i read a bunch of books over break if anybody wants to talk about reading let me and know. our official unfit book club pick for the first i don't know quarter what do we want to call it Allie is uh still in buffalo and uh pending the bill's super bowl win is when she will be back in queens and that's when we'll start our second iteration of the book club but the book is officially red white and royal blue so if you Mm want to participate in our little bonus episode series um go ahead and get that from your local bookstore yes cool Okay, now we are going to jump into our conversation with Brendan. I just want to put a small disclaimer on this. Um, We recorded this mid-December, like before the holidays. Um, And so for those of you who are fans of Barstool, Brendan obviously works there. I'm sure even if you're not a fan of Barstool, you've probably heard of the Barstool Fund, which just started maybe two weeks ago, kind of on a whim. Dave's kind of a crazy guy and he's like let's start saving businesses and they are um so I think what they're doing is fantastic um I can say being in Buffalo there are two local businesses pretty close to me that have received funding from them one of them is a really small hole in the wall bar just over in Tonawanda um that like friends of mine bus tables at in high school and college so um you know, maybe consider donating if you can. But I just want to say, obviously, that's a huge thing. Like, shouts to Dave and Erica and Liz, I think, is who is super involved. Like, everyone at Barstool who's putting all their energy towards that, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. We Love don't it. talk about it with Brendan in this episode because it hadn't happened Didn't yet. exist yet, yes. <laughs> so just, yeah, just so you guys know. <laughs> but um, it is a fun conversation all the same, so please enjoy. All right, all right. Jumping right into it. Okay. You good, Tim? Yeah, I'm... Uh, wait uh, well okay last time we recorded in the morning first thing like I I don't know if you caught up on our previous episode that we just dropped Brendan but um we recorded the intro like first thing in the morning at 8 30 and because I'm here by myself now my roommate went home for the holidays and she's going to visit family Mm -hmm. um in South America I don't talk to anyone so when I wake up in the morning and I start recording I sound like a 12 year old boy who's about to hit his like first spurt of puberty. (laughs) Happens to the best of us. We're working with that. (laughs) But anyway how are you? Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here officially. Thank you. Excited myself. Yeah I want I want Allie to start. Um yeah well we're just so flattered that we know you now and <laughs> to talk to you because, um, I mean, podcasts, uh, podcasting is kind of like both of our lives, both in now producing it, but just in listening to it. And KFC radio was really like kind of the podcast that I feel like for me got me into listening to podcasts. Love so Love to hear it. this is yeah. all saying great things. Keep going. I know. Well, so Sam and I were talking about this yesterday or the other day, and I was saying that, um, I think I was like acutely aware of Barstool probably around the time of the turn and deal, but it was when you guys started your SiriusXM channel. We did our final semester of college in LA and that like first week of January when it started, um, mm-hmm. I was driving out to LA. So I'm like, let me check this out and like see what they're about. I didn't know like all the characters at that point, but that was when it was, it was one hour, right? Yeah. Or two, two hours, but just one show, right? Yes. 
And um, I was like, oh, I like this KFC guy. And then, of course, we get to L.A. and, you know, we spend like all this time in the car going to and from work. And that's when we really started diving deep in. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's yeah, it's been fun following along. And uh, we're so excited to you know, have you as a mentor of sorts now. It's super yeah. interesting to hear how people come across Barstool because yeah. for us, it's been around for so long. And and sometimes we slip into, I, I know I actually probably, I talk about this with Kev a lot um, off air, but I think I, we were talking about it recently where, you know, people will be like, oh, long time stoolie. And I'm like, really? Like how long? And they're like, oh, it's like maybe like a year and a half now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> we, you know, we've had people who, you know, are like Milton tough and some people, some fans yeah. even predate Kev, like before he got involved. Right. So it's right. like a long, long story for us, but it's always interesting to hear how people came across it because sometimes you think it's, it's still just like a blog and it's like, Oh, people must be reading it. And it's like, no, I came from the radio show. I had somebody tell me he was a diehard fan and he was like, but I'm a Colts fan and I just go wherever Pat McAfee goes. So I'm like, wow, like I hadn't thought that, that how many fans Pat McAfee brought up. You know, some people are huge fans of Ellie and are now, you know, diehard stoolies and, you know, the daddy gang. And, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. you never know where people yeah. are, are going to come from. It's like, it's crazy. But I mean, that has to do with the fact that Barstool is like a 15, 20 year story now, if you go all the way back to like when Dave was handing out papers. So it's crazy. It's crazy to see, but that's fun to hear. Yeah, it's crazy. There's so many entry points. And I remember when so Allie was listening to KFC radio. And then I remember when we drove, we did a little road trip to San Francisco and Napa. And on the way back is when we started. I think you showed me Caleb and Roan's old podcast that I don't think is produced anymore yeah 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 young and happy young and happy, young and happy. We, were, we were really big on young and happy for we're like yeah. we are young and happy well, right, you know right. what? perfect for at us. that point in time like the library like barstool's whole whole podcast library was small enough that if you were a fan you could listen to all of it Everything, so like yeah. i kind of was yeah and uh i mean know, young just, and happy i think is like a shot at kev i was i think they were looking at that and they were listening they were like well listen he's got the market cornered on old and miserable so maybe we'll just do the exact opposite and and uh, yeah you know and it's fun to see those guys are are killing it now with just like like the comedy like i don't even oh know how to find them but they're just like we're gonna go out and it's we're gonna world. do a video that is it's going to be hysterical, man. I mean, some of the stuff that Caleb has done is literally like the funniest stuff I've seen in Barstool. When he did that interview dressed and he just walked into the pool. Did you see that where he just like fully dressed and he has these awkward like loafers on? And he just walks slowly into a pool. <laughs> I'm trying and to sit of- down. And I, I, I like his mini now. The girl who dresses up. Oh, as yeah. him. I'm obsessed with this girl. <laughs> so funny it's so funny she's awesome but anyway okay tell us from your perspective like obviously you know we've been stoolies for a short period of time kfc was really our entry point into the mm-hmm. the barstool cinematic universe i'll yeah. say um but what was it like creating the show like how did you guys come up with it what was the production part of it like for those you know, first couple years yeah you know and it's funny because now it's so different where you can you really can think like we're a little bit more traditional you can think about doing a pilot like it's talking about barstool um as a whole like then it was it was it was like such a long process that it all blends together but it was it was really just me looking at how i could contribute because kev you know i was like stuck in the cube world and i didn't think i was going to ever do anything creative or entertaining at all and then when 
Kev got that opportunity, I was like, well, I'm just going to help him relentlessly. I'm just going to. You're like, I'm going to be the Dixie D'Amelio Lalo to Kevin's <laughs> Charlie. You can tell him I said that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to ride coattails uh, as long as I can, but I, I my am... brother does this to me as well. I'll just say this is like a classic sibling. I, I am, um, you know, but I was going to like, you know, try and help. Um, and I, you know, I really can't even pinpoint it, but, um, I, you know, I'm so old that like my first social media, I think was MySpace because I was too old for Facebook. Like I was already out of college and they didn't, if you didn't have a, a college email anymore, you couldn't get on Facebook. So I got um, on MySpace and I was working in the cube and just bored. So I like got into it and I was like, you know, doing HTML to like make my, you guys don't even remember this, but like you could make it. No, know, like, I do. I had a MySpace. Stuff. That's and like back when, if you had a MySpace, at least at our age, mom and dad were like, oh my God, who are you talking to? What are you <laughs> right, doing? Right, right. What is this thing? Um, and, uh, and then Twitter came along. I got on Twitter super early. I was on Twitter in 2007. And I remember asking people like, are you guys on Twitter? And people laughing at me. They were like, that sounds, that sounds creepy. What's Twitter? And you know, then, so then I'm like keeping an eye on all this stuff. When Kev gets an opportunity in 2009, he probably started his own blog 2008-ish, gets hired at Barstool by 2009. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to like figure out all these. How can we reach more people? Should we start a Facebook page at the time? Um, just helping him as much as possible. And for like years, really. Like, I mean, it wasn't like I was doing, I was hired or, or working there. But I was just always trying to find um, a way to help him. And then I started listening to podcasts. It must have been somewhere around 2011, 2012, because podcasts have been going on for a long time. I had heard that Bill Simmons had a podcast, heard that um, uh, Adam Carolla had a podcast, watched a few. I think Joe Rogan was doing live streams on Ustream, like back in the day with like Ustream. You know, Ustream. I think Ustream, I don't know what Ustream became. I think Ustream I say, I don't know maybe got bought is. by Twitch at some point. <laughs> oh. I, 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 Ustream is something else. Um, but, but it was, yeah, just you as you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, and, and then I was just like, you guys got to start a podcast. You got to do it. And you know, these guys thought of themselves as bloggers at the time. They were, you know, Kev was like, I don't know. I mean, like, why would I, who wants that? Why would we do that? And I just, you know, kept talking to him about it, kept bothering about it. I started talking to other people. I was like, you know, talking to people at my real estate job, maybe we should start a podcast. They were like, they must have thought I was freaking They're crazy. They're like, why? <laughs> but it all ended up paying off. Yeah, you know, and I mean, but I tell, I tell real estate people now, I'm like, you absolutely have to start a podcast. And they're still like, why? It's like 10 years later and the business is very lucrative. But it was when I found Google Voice um, and, and that probably had existed forever. But I was like, listen, your, your commenters, your readers are going to be able to call in and, and they're going to be able to participate. And Kev was like, okay, now I have something. Cause he just, you know, he probably just thought that if he just talked sports or pop culture or whatever, it wasn't going to work. But now he had sort of like the mechanism, the format. Um, and that's what I think is like my sort of creative process. It's just like figuring out how things work, what people are going to like, both like what the audience is going to like and what the talent is going to like creating. Um, and I even have to do it with myself. Like, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to create something and super producer is now, you know, like I've tried it, I've started, I've stopped. 
And, and now I'm finally in like a good groove where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. And sometimes I think like, oh, but my, would my audience like it if I did this? But I'm like, it's a, it's a balance. You know, you have to figure out what you can, can consistently do and what also people are looking for and, and wherever those kind of overlap, like the Venn diagram, because it's just like, there may be something that, um, you know, I'll, I'll every now and then float an idea out to like a Barstool content person. And, you know, sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm like, I know this is a good idea, but it's just like they either they don't have time for it or they can't prioritize it or, you know, they, they think that Erica and Dave want them to focus on something else. And I'm just like, that's fine. Like, you know, it, it's just an idea and we'll move on to the next idea. So it's weird because it's not like a, it wasn't a specific process then. It was just like a, let's give this a shot. And it, it because the the guys, Kev, John, Dan, had put in so much work building their personality on the blog, we had like a leg up. You start a podcast now and you start from zero. Mm -hmm. They weren't starting from zero. So they already had like a couple thousand listeners when it first started. Um, and it just started to grow and grow and grow. And then the chemistry, I mean, like that's where we were just really lucky. Like I was like, let me take three really funny people and, and put them on the internet. Shocker, that works. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's, no it's not genius, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's fun and it's been a long time coming and now it's crazy to get interviewed about it. Yeah. So at what point did you go from just being like someone trying to help them out to being like a full-time producer? Um, full-time, I wasn't hired until the end of 2016, but okay. I was, I was um, he, like Kev was able to talk to Dave and, and get me like some sort of like freelance pay probably around 2014 when we started mail time. Cause then it was like, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I mean, I was producing most of the show, like while I was at work, like I was on, like, on a conference call, I had two laptops out. People were walking <laughs> by my office. Like, what are you doing? I don't know how, like, it just shows that people in an office really don't care yeah, all that much. You know? Like, like they were just like, Oh, what's that guy? You know? And I would, I would book conference rooms and Sometimes I would have to completely leave the room where when the guys were recording and I just had to hope that like everything went well. And usually it did. Like there was very few problems because it's not like I was actively like queuing anything up. It was just the guys talking. Um, so, but then 2016 churning happens. Mm -hmm. um, at least I think 2016, yeah, but whenever churning happens and they become like a real company. Cause for me, you know, I was moving up in the real estate world. I was getting paid pretty well. I had um, health insurance. I had, my son was either on the way or had just been born. Um, or no, my son was about one years old then if it was, if it was 2016. So, you know, it's scary to think, you know, Kev jumped out and didn't have uh, health insurance for a while because Barcel was like really like a startup. It wasn't a real company until Churning came along. So it would have been tough to, um, but you know, like then everything falls into place and Dan is going to, you know, move. So I'll move on to part of my take. So we need to make sure the KFC radio doesn't, you know, like, falter so they were like you know your, your brother's the best choice brought me in met with dave met with erica and it all worked out so here we are that's great I'm sorry. was there yeah. at any point where you were like oh, hold on <clears throat> i'm gonna cut this out was there any point where you were like <laughs> she didn't do her warm-ups I, I didn't do my high school musical style warm-ups no you know what i said <laughs> when when we used to do college radio i had one of the best newscasters who like immediately got a job in news doing newscasts and then there was someone else who would do sports casts at like the 15 and the 45 during each two-hour block 
and mm-hmm. it's uh, Sarah McCluskey, <laughs> shout out. And she used to do this thing where she'd be like, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. So I did that, and that has helped me, like, not at all, because I think that's really just for pronunciation <laughs> and not for, like, actually warming anything up. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Anchorman, like the, the human torch was the night a bank loan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I wanted to ask, did you at any point ever feel a sense of imposter syndrome? Uh, I mean, right now, <laughs> constantly, yeah, ever present. I, I, there's there's almost never a time where I don't feel that. And it's only in like reading about it and hearing uh, like other people that I admire and think are very successful say that they feel like that all the time, too. So um, like, you know, if anybody is is feeling that and like looks up to me or, or thinks that I am anything impressive or anything like that it's uh, well I'm not (laughs) I'm not confident I constantly (laughs) feel that I always but what's interesting is I actually challenge myself to be like to push past it so I sometimes now sometimes I just get nervous I get anxiety and I get you know worried and I just have to like wallow in it for a little while but sometimes I'm actually able to use it and like steer it back around and use it to like give myself confidence um and and there's this one um quote that i saw not too long ago it was by i think unless he was quoting somebody else but this is where i I heard it from um novel ravikant and it the the quote is there is no tiger and i did like an instagram post about this where i kind of like spell it all out you go to my instagram at super producer bc always plug um (laughs) and uh and, and he, he just talks about how human nature, like, you know, we're living in a time that's so far advanced from where human nature, like, used to be. And we just take these big leaps forward. And, like, your anxiety is your, your brain, your, your natural brain trying to protect you. The thing is, it used to need to protect you. So you used to need to be part of a group. You used to need to fit in. You used to need to live in like a little tribe or a village because if you didn't, you were like out in the wilderness and you were going to die. You're going to get eaten by a tiger if you get cast out of your tribe. So you feel that sense of like needing to belong. So you feel that sense of like needing to make yourself smaller so that you fit in and like you don't make anybody, you, you don't want to like, you know, be seen as arrogant or cocky mm-hmm. or abrasive or annoying and it's like, oh, I should just fit in. I should just not do anything. I should, I should not even dare to be something bigger than I am. And it's just like, that's, you know, like the back of your, it's like your brainstem, your very primitive, natural feeling that says you are in trouble here. Don't, don't get in trouble. But that doesn't exist anymore. So when you get that sort of anxiousness and you feel imposter syndrome, you just can, you know, and sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't, but I just say to myself like, okay, that's my, that's my natural reaction, but we've evolved. We are now intelligent. We now can say, but I'm not going to let that stop me. And because pushing outside like norms is, you know, by starting a podcast, by, you know, posting every day on TikTok, by starting a YouTube channel and you feel like, oh, isn't this arrogant? And like, I'm going to be seen as cocky. Like who, who wants to listen to me? And that's where the imposter syndrome creeps in. But, but now the other side of it is just like the data shows that the people who do that end up successful. Now, I mean, like they don't, not all of the people, but there are very few people who don't like try and do something different that end up wildly successful. Like everybody who pushes outside So it's like if you feel nervous about something, if you get that imposter syndrome, it probably means you're on the right track. It probably means you're like doing something different. 
So it's like whenever you feel that fear of the tiger, feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something dangerous. It's like, good. <laughs> like that's probably going to work if you can just push through the anxiety. Like I said, though, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm nervous about this and I don't <laughs> want to do it. And I just, if I can opt out of it, I do opt out of it. Are but there that certain that was... moments? Like where do you feel that the most? TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I did. On TikTok. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, I, I was like, I have to get over this. I know I'm not going to like, I know I'm going to get like 16 views on these things. I know I'm not going to go viral. It's going to feel absolutely terrible. Um, but I'm like, if I can figure out TikTok in any way, because I, I sort of think of, you know, myself as like a consultant, like the podcast, I want to make content, but mostly so I can talk to people who I think are much better suited to make content and say, listen, do it like this. If I can get to a thousand views, you can get to a million views. You're really funny. You're really pretty. You're really interesting. You've got something, you know, if I stumble upon a few things that work and I get a decent amount of views for myself, like that, that's all fine and good. But I need, it's tough to just be like, why don't you just do this on TikTok? Even though I've never made a TikTok. So I'm like, so the green screen thing, I'm like, that's the one thing I'm comfortable with. I'm like, okay, I'm just showing something. I'm just putting something different behind. I, I also like to try to adopt stuff from one format that works. Like the blog just would work. You know, Kev would just like put up a picture and write something about what works. I'm trying to do the the video version of that so if i see like a stupid video going viral that's something that kev would have blogged back mm -hmm. in 2015 i'm like let me do a video of that but um you know awkward and weird and not used to seeing myself on camera and like when the video mirrors it so i see the world the way the people people see me you oh, know it's that like you're used to looking out. in the mirror that freaks like, me out a little bit this. i hate it so much but then i i try to listen to people like um i remember uh gary vaynerchuk one time said uh, he, he was like, stop worrying about like the little shit. Stop worrying about your mic sounding perfect. Stop worrying about your lighting. Stop worrying about how your hair looks. And I was like, as a guy who's getting older and my hair is thinning a little bit, I was like, I mean, I do worry about that. I do. And I was like, fuck, that means I got to I gotta film this video right now and just be like, and put it down and be like, all right, some people are going to say I'm bald. It is what it is. Like, you just got to go. So now when when you find yourself being held back by certain things, you know, and it's everybody got to balance mental health. I'm not saying put yourself in a stressful situation if it's, if it's right. really not going to work for you, but you should be like, okay, here is a barrier. Here's my own mental barrier. It probably is going to be really good for me to push through that. Like it's, it, you know, and then it's up to you to decide if you're like willing to, willing to do that. Yeah, I totally feel that. I feel like a pit in my stomach every time I'm going to make a decision that's going to like potentially change oh, something in my life like I remember um when Allie and I met at a coffee shop when she had just kind of gotten situated in Queens and we were kind of concepting unfit and I was like I I don't know yeah it really surprised me how I was like I don't know about this and she was like what <laughs> <laughs> but this is us like this is our yeah we've made the well plan actually it's great to, to have a partner yes yeah but that's why it's great to work with somebody yeah because exactly <laughs> There, and, and, and that's why it was great that Kev started. Kev did the first 18 episodes basically by himself. Like I was in the room and I would like kind of chime in, but it was mostly him answering voicemails. Mm -hmm. But then once he got John and, and Dan, there would be times where like 
one of them was like, I don't know if I want to do an episode this week, but Dan would be like, you know, I got this really great story or, 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 and, and like the blog would fuel if Kev felt like he had a bad week and there was like nothing really good to talk about, but Dan wrote a really good blog. We'll be like, all right, we'll just lean on Dan this week. And if John had something crazy going on, like, you know, when, when John did the, I don't know if you guys had heard the the funeral for a friend, uh, funeral, funeral for your dreams rants where he just says college is he's like it's a funeral for your dreams he's just yeah. going off and the guys were like we know we know that john is gonna do something like we we you know they just knew like they've been talking to him and they knew he was like feeling a certain way and they knew he was gonna go on this like epic rant um and he just you know refers to college as a funeral for your dreams and it's just you know like one of the funniest things we put out on the podcast but you know and, and dan and kev didn't really need to do much that episode they're yeah. just like oh we'll see what happens here so uh, that, that's why it's great to have a partner. It's tough to do stuff, you know, solo. And, and when one person is like having doubts, the other person's like, this, don't worry about that. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, if you say don't worry about it, then cool. Like, let's not worry yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Allie was that for me because I was like, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. And she's like, what, why, are we, why are you scared? Like, we have <laughs> started a podcast before. We went, to tel- we went to school for television and radio production. Like, we know exactly what we're doing. We have all the yeah, equipment. Yeah. We just have to make the time. I'm like, well, what if people like don't listen to it? And she's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I don't feel like I'm always in that moment. In like, that you moment, were leaning on me, we do it but we go other. back and forth all the time. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect though. But that, that, I mean, that's really what you need. A lot of people want to do a solo show just because they don't have that other perfect person right now. And I, and I tell a lot of people, I'm like, you should try and find that person. And it's tough when you don't, when it's not perfect. And there's like a lot of back and forth. Maybe you don't know the person that well. They need to be committed. Maybe they'll bail on you. But, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, this is why it's a good situation for you guys. And, yeah, helping each other out like that, balancing it out, like super critical to a good show. So um, tell us about your dreams and aspirations for super producers. Yeah. Like, and what for, did it start For those as? who don't know, also oh. give a quick little bio of what super producers yeah. is. Super Producer is my personal podcast that is always evolving. <laughs> uh, me trying to figure out how to talk about – um, creating a podcast because, and I guess it basically came from a lot of people asking me questions, sliding in DMs saying like, Hey, what would you recommend? I mean, I'm a nerd when it comes to that. I love talking about it. I, I try and answer every DM. If I missed yours, please shoot me another one. Um, and you know, it's just like people are asking the questions. So let me put it out there. It gives me practice. Um, it pushes me outside of my comfort zone and it's just me talking about what I want to talk about. I don't necessarily, think that it's going to become something huge, but I didn't think that podcasting in general was going to become what it became. So I'm just trying to have a presence there. And again, I'm trying to walk the walk instead of just talk the talk and be like, I do this. I have experience with it. Um, I, you know, am working on new segments. I'm trying to figure out how to make it better. I also think that podcasts are, are, are where they're going to be in terms of actual content. People like it. I don't know if there's going to be a revolution there, but by doing a podcast, it pushes me into like, okay, I need to make an Instagram clip for this. Okay, I need to figure out how to promote this on TikTok. So it's less just about producing podcasts and more about producing content. And then it gives me an excuse to talk to interesting people. And it, I mean interesting in all shapes and forms. I do um, office hours where I just let anybody put time on my calendar. I will do your podcast. I will, do, I will just answer questions for you. I'll help you. Um, whatever you want to talk about. 
Yeah, sorry, we didn't book this during your office hours. (laughs) No, this is totally fine. We feel we're Um, more energetic on a Saturday morning. That's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, like those are the times where I'm like, I will reserve for people um, to do it then. But if you know, I'm I'm pretty flexible. If people were like, you know, I can only do it here or there. So reach out to me, um, and so I get to talk to people who are starting, and that also helps me. Um, it reminds me of like the challenges because things are different. Like I did not, I've never started a podcast on like anchor and anchor is free hosting. So one of the obstacles to starting a podcast was always choosing your host. And like, are you willing to pay up front? You know, people are on the fence. I don't know if I'm really even going to stick to this. I'm going to start paying 20, $30 a month for hosting. Well, anchor's free. I've never started one there. I'm getting feedback from other people saying, I think, you know, anchor is good for this. I think it's, and then people are asking me about, all these other apps that I'm just like, oh, you know, we just use StreamYard for our, our live shows. And I, I don't really like test a lot of other things, but I'm hearing about other things. So, you know, and then every now and then, like I've, I've talked to Bill Burr's producer. I've talked to Theo Vaughn's producer. Like you reach out to some of these guys and they're just like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll come on and talk about podcasting. It's, it's kind of not like a tapped into genre, like the behind the scenes of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I get to talk, you know, networking, growing my, uh, my, you know, like network or whatever, and my my kids are knocking at the door. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Cameo. Just, <laughs> no, <let> me... <laughs> and now, please welcome to the stage. What's that, buddy? <laughs> this is. This, I was actually hoping that this would happen for Instagram. Oh, so <laughs> it's up a little earlier than normal. <laughs> So super producer, um, super producer in general, though, like right now, first and foremost is to help people. Uh, Like I just want to talk to people and and help them out and uh, get them, you know, going because that's just, you know, the the questions. I really like to take it in a direction where um, I think businesses should start a podcast. And I think businesses should start a podcast, not just because I think a lot of people are going to listen, but I think it just, it's just free advertising for them. Like it's just putting it in a place where, you know, not a lot of people are going to listen to your accounting podcast, but there are some people who just want to know around tax time. Like, how do I do my taxes? Like what's the quickest and fastest way? And if you just have a 10 minute podcast explaining that. And also I think that especially now with zoom, you can talk to anybody at any time and you can record video and it will help you make clips. So you it's not just making a podcast. It's making Instagram content, it's making Facebook content, you can, you can, you know, promote it, you can use it as an ad. Um, And it's really, it's easy. So it's just like, you know, an hour out of your time. So I think businesses should start doing it just like businesses have started blogs, businesses have started websites, businesses have started Twitters. So So I'm just like, I I think they should do that next. So it's just a spot for me to, to, um, to push it and to, uh, you know, put out like my thoughts, get my thoughts out there. Um, shout out Emily Lorimer. I know, you know, you guys know her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of like my co-host and producer. Um, and, uh, you know, she's made all the difference. It's just like, like I said, it's hard to do it all by yourself when you get a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been so much more consistent because of her. Well, we love Em. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, I love, I've, I'm now that you've become more consistent, I've become a more consistent listener. Oh yeah. So terrific. like every Monday morning, I'm like, oh, what's going I on? love it. I love it. What do you think of our theme music? Um, <laughs> I like it. I oh, wanted yeah. to tell you though, that, um, <laughs> this is funny. The little, your animation that you're doing on Instagram. Uh-huh. I'm assuming Emily found that music. I've heard yes. it in other places. So I just want to let you know that if 
you trying to be original? <laughs> Maybe you should switch that out. Yeah, they have a little like drum beat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, that's that's an evolving uh, process too. We're 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 working on trying to figure out, but it's like one step at a time. Let's work on consistently getting the podcast out, and then we'll mm-hmm. like tweak all the animations. Yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome though. And thanks for all the shout outs. I feel like we're uh, we consistently get like a little mention. Yeah, which we is sure. are characters <laughs> in the super producers universe. <laughs> you absolutely are. I mean, I love it. That's why I was like, you know, I'm very, I was very excited to do your show because. To me, seeing you guys grow and it's like wherever I can help, you know, I love it. I want you guys to, you know, end up being full-time podcasters. I want the unfit empire to start and I'll be like, ah, see, I help these people out. I help <laughs> I them know, out, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, and it's a, it's a long, like, I, I think it's literally a show you guys could do forever. So it's like, it's the long game, you know? It's like, as exactly. long as you guys can find the time and you enjoy doing it, you don't know when, you know, like that break is going to come. You don't know when you're going to hit that tipping point. Um, and if you can just consistently do it, you know, I, I think it'll come and, you know, I don't know if it'll be like complete, you know, like all of a sudden your whole life will be changed, but it can slow and steadily happen. That's kind of like for me, for Barstool, people are just like, oh, you know, like you look at it and you just think like it's been successful the whole time. And I'm like, no, for like five years, mm-hmm. I was doing two jobs, yeah, two basically like the role of a producer and a full-time real estate job. So and I you know, feel like you have to have patience. We need to give more credit to people who do that too. And I'm not just saying this to toot our own horn, but like we will not have like an Alex Cooper type story. Like our show right. did not blow up overnight. And I think most of them don't. But I yeah. think it's important that we also value yeah. the people who are putting in the work for five years doing two jobs right. at the same time to eventually get to the point where then they're providing advice for people who are now in their shoes five right. years ago. And, yeah. but even even alex i think like the 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 heights that she reach are, are, are what make it seem so unique but she was doing a podcast and she was doing a vlog before like the barstool connection true happened yeah. so i'm sure she would tell a story of like you know oh you think it, it happened quickly and but it actually you know had taken i mean i'm not saying that she's worked for you know 15 years at something but she may have said you know like i was putting in work and it finally paid off um and everybody just thinks it all happens a lot faster than it does and like patience you absolutely have to have yeah i guess unless maybe you're like a 14 year old on tiktok that that maybe just happens overnight don't get me started (laughs) i think i've decided that my personal tiktok is gonna be like part me learning dances that i'm really bad at and Uh then part me making like poking a little bit of fun at like the 15 year old audience on tiktok (laughs) because i am 10 years older than that now which is crazy because in my mind i'm like 17 yeah well think about me when people are um there was there was that trend on tiktok where it said to the older generation of tiktok people born born in the late late 90s 90s. i was born in the early 80s and i'm listening to this stuff so like i'm like you can't I know it, but I'm like, you like, oh my God, fine. blood like, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm, you know, have back pains and aches and stuff like that. And and these, these kids are out here just crushing it. But, uh, you know, that's again, in, in a way that's imposter syndrome. Like you're like, what am I doing here? And I'm like, I, you know what? I think, I think it's important. And it's like, I know, I now have enough confidence in myself to be like, when I feel like a it's important to, to understand something, to know something, to learn about something for, for my role as a producer, then I'm just like, hey, this is what it is. It's going to be a little bit embarrassing. We'll have to move through it. What's your like number one advice for anyone who's looking to make any type of content? If I can mm. ask a question that specific and that vague. 
<laughs> yep, that is that is it's like broad and also yeah. super precise. <laughs> I'm like realizing um, it as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, this may be like a really I, bad question. No, I would. Well, um, I, the only way I think I can really answer that is um, I think consistency would be the key. So you have to plan and say, okay. I am going to make this and I'm going to make it at this scheduled and it could be long. You know, you could be like, I'm going to make a movie and I'm going to make it. I'm going to make one movie every two years, you know, like an independent film. I'm going to film it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to cast it. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to have characters and it will, and I will do one in two years. That's how, you know, movies usually get made. Um, or you can be like, I'm going to do a TikTok every single day. Um, and I, you could even start, you know, like I, I've tried, I, I tried to do a vlog for Kevin John. I tried to do a vlog. Like I tried to do vlog like stuff for myself. And when I'm not consistent, I know I'm like, okay, that's a failure there. Like that, this is not going to work. I, I thought I was going to be able to do, and I may be able to get around to it eventually, but I have not yet succeeded. So maybe it's not, maybe failure is the wrong word, but I have not yet succeeded in like YouTube video tutorials. Mm -hmm. Like I, I do a podcast where I explain, this is how I think, this is the equipment I think you should use. But I think it would be much better to do it on YouTube, break down what kind of camera I use when I'm filming, you know, break down the mic. Um, you know, I have like this uh, little adapter that lets you record a podcast on your phone. I should do a video about that instead of just talking about it on a podcast. I haven't, and I should do one of those a week and I should release it at the same time. Like these are all just like tips you can find everywhere that are just like how to make a successful YouTube channel. Make sure the video is over 10 minutes, but you know, and um, make sure the thumbnail looks good. There's like, I, I know how to do a lot of these things, but the obstacle is the consistency. I should do it consistently. And I should just decide, am I going to edit it too? Or am I going to outsource it? I should just decide on that and move forward. So I think when you talk about just uh, advice in general, so, so broadly, like you have to say um, that you have to pick something and then, and then hold yourself accountable to consistently creating it and putting it out. And, uh, you know, there'll be times where imposter syndrome kicks in and you say, this is not good enough. I don't like this. This is bad. Then you need to either be like, okay, how are we going to fix it? Are we going to delay our episode one day? One day it's not the end of the world, but are we just going to skip this episode because we just don't like it? If something goes wrong, you know, like say like, you know, Zoom crashes and this doesn't record, mm -hmm. you can say, listen, guys, we had some technical difficulties. Not really, guys. But, but if you don't, if you just don't like it, if you just don't, um, you know, if you, you, you could just, you'll make a thousand excuses. So I, I think that my number one thing would be for people, if you want to start something, just pick it, stick with it. I tell a lot of people, you know, they're like, you know, they have not recorded an episode yet. And they're like, how do I get a podcast on Barstool? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Oh boy. I'm like, all right, well, one, be wildly funny. Like if you're, you are, you know, like, I mean, Joey probably did this for a while, but Joey, Joey Molinaro doing um, his impressions. Yeah, he's, like he did them for good. a little while. Right. So he's, he's, and I don't, I, I would have to talk to him. Maybe he's, maybe he's been doing impressions for like five years and, and it just finally popped for him. But like, that's something where it's just like, okay, if you really hit on something, you, you get good at something, Barstool might take notice. If you haven't put any content out, you put nothing out. I'm like, I wish I could tell you, man, I would, I would just say, just start something. And then it's like, well, how do I do something as funny as part of my take? I'm like, yeah, uh, no fucking kidding. You figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, Let me luck. know. You call <laughs> yeah. me and tell me. Cause I'm trying to, you know, have like another multi-million dollar podcast rolling out those guys. I don't know how long it took them, but they figured out how they were going to parody it. And you know, PFT was doing that sort of like, you know, parody that he does for years. And he was like, 
successful. He's not, he wasn't as successful as he is now, but, but it's like, it took years to do that. So start, get started, do something, do 50 episodes, do a hundred episodes, do an episode from one calendar year. And then you'll know what you've got and you'll know what to tweak and what to change. And also just like helps a lot when you come and say, I've been doing a podcast for a year. I can look at it and be like, okay, well, this is just like a run of the mill fantasy football podcast. Or I can say, okay, you know, I, there's, there's just like advice you can give when, you know, somebody's actually done something. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's consistency and like, and like just starting, just like get started. And maybe the third thing is like, I would look outside the typical channels. Everybody wants to start a podcast right now. Everybody wants to get a podcast on Barstool. And I mean, we like that. We, I'm sure, you know, Erica and Dave will consider really good, really successful podcasts. But like, maybe if you have a really good themed TikTok, like where it's like really specific and it, we know it hits like a certain demo, um, even if that demo is smaller, it might be something that we're missing. So now, you know, you're, you're looking at creating content that's like, you know, actually in demand rather than just like another one of the mm-hmm. same thing. For that niche audience. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that those three things can apply to to most everything. Definitely. Yeah. And it reminds me of the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago with um, Chris Merch when Allie brought up in her psychology class that she took that like time <laughs> is the most Ooh, important psychology. resource that we have. I feel like you would really like it. I'm oh, you would very like intrigued it. by your brain and the things that you read and what you <laughs> reference. Um, it. Like a, I feel like it's very well known though. It's called the Psychology of Wellbeing. You can take it on Coursera for free, but it's a Yale professor who put the course together. You're mm-hmm. just watching her lectures, basically yeah. from like her Yale class that they recorded. I love that masterclass. I bought masterclass. I haven't watched it. Once, yeah, but like I, I, I paid the money because I was like, I think I'm interested in this. <laughs> um, and it, it, I feel like it kind of just reiterates what we already know about ourselves, but don't. Mm-hmm think critically about or want to admit necessarily so say what you were going to say sam time affluence is that well, where you're uh, yeah i was just going to say that like when you talk I about consistency it's really like what what is the barrier to being consistent with something and i think people will be like i don't have enough time to do something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like if that if doing that thing is going to bring you happiness or growing that TikTok, that podcast is going to make you happier than you need to carve out the time sure. to do it. I mean, t- it's, it's, it's so backwards. I, I get it. I sympathize with everybody. I know I feel the same way. It's like when imposter syndrome or anxiety kick in, like I, I get that this happens to people, but literally nobody has more or less time than anyone else. Like that is the same yeah right you know like it's it's all have 24 hours in a fix yeah (laughs) and i get when you're saying like oh well you know you don't have you're not a single mom who has two kids and needs to work three jobs i'm like no i have sympathy for everybody else but you should also not be so hard on yourself if you're like what you're doing is the the people i'd be critical of are the people who are just like you know you are using your time to watch hours of netflix and then you're saying you don't have any time. Go if you literally Instagram. are like, I work 16 <laughs> hours, I get home, I have to do laundry and cook for my kids or something like that, then it's like, but okay, but you're providing for your kids. You're doing something awesome. Like you're doing something great. You ha- And you would have to decide if I can cut this out or cut that out. It's like, you know, maybe can you work smarter? Can you get it? Can you leave that job that and it pays a little bit less, but you can you know, start a side hustle because now you're working like a less demanding job or something like that. Like it's all about your decision to what to do with your time. Mm -hmm. 
And if you, you know, if you literally don't have the time and, uh, you know, people are depending on you, then I, I don't know, then you have to look at what's making you happy and say like, you know, you are accomplishing something. If you, you don't have time to start a podcast, you don't have time to do something else. It's because what you're doing with your time is what you need to do. But for the most part, it's an excuse when people say, oh, I don't have, you know, and, and people make excuses for a zillion things. Oh, I don't have time yeah. to get to the gym. Oh, I don't have time to cook say, and eat right. Perfect and, you know? segue talking about time. <laughs> Let's talk about working out because I think that time it used, I think I used to read that the biggest barrier for people to go to the gym was the weather. Oh, I believe it. Like uh, it's raining. I can't move. <laughs> I don't know how that right, works, but right, right. I get it. If it's snowing, you know, you don't want to get in your car, shovel your car off, whatever. Right. Um, and it gives you an excuse like, oh, I'm going to go out and get wet. You crazy? Like, you know, are, I'm going to melt. Are you insane? All I need is one excuse. I, I, I've read that people say like they, they put their, um, like their running shoes, like at the foot of their bed and they wake up and they're like, I, I have to put these shoes on. One of my old coworkers would sleep in his like workout outfit. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I thought Marty. you were going to say his shoes. No, no, no. Okay. I was like, okay, well, this is a crazy person. His well. outfit, that's fine. But, but the shoes, yeah. And he was like, and the guy, you know, whoever said this was like, if I get my shoes on, I'm going to go for a run. Mm -hmm. And if I put my shoes on and I'm so tired that I take them off, then I am tired enough to take them back off and go back to sleep for that one day. But most of the time, I put those shoes on and go for a run. And, you know, that is a well-trained habit. That's hard to do, though. Hard, <laughs> I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, hard I, to do. I, I've been like, you know, let me try and be super consistent with that. Um, but, you know, there are little tricks like that where you're just like, you know, push through those excuses. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, people who jog in the rain, those are crazy people. Yeah, I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how they don't get like blisters all over their feet. But anyway, that, time is now that biggest barrier for people. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your goal for 2021 <laughs> 40 for 40 tell us about yeah. it so this has been a goal is it actually a goal is... or are we like pushing this on you? Or are I we know. like so, no 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 you so, said it and now you said it one time and I was back. like I'm I know remember that I know forever. and I really I really do want so you know this was it was a goal for 2020 2020 I don't know if you guys heard it's been a little hectic um been yeah, a little crazy. crazy so I wanted it to be like you know I I turned 39 in in March and I was like first of all every single one of my friends have done this the year that they're about to turn 40 every single one has declared that they're going to get in in great shape the year of health all right so I did it too I'm like why don't I do this and I said why don't I try and make some content out of it and um you know be that douchebag who like posts workouts on Instagram and, and, and YouTube and stuff like that. And Somebody's I'm like, you know what? Gotta do it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I, I know people are going to criticize that. I know people are going to be like, Oh, this is so stupid. And I know it's like, especially since I'm not really in good shape, like, you know, you no, see, you see people hook. ripped. Yeah. That's the hook so, point. Right? That's our I, hook. That's point. our hook point. There you go. <laughs> right. And, and I, I, I think it'll work. And also I don't care who else doesn't <laughs> like it. Like, I'm just like, fuck <laughs> right and but so you know and these are excuses i 100 own these as excuses 2020 was crazy um i in some cases i actually worked out more because i didn't have that like i gotta get to the gym so but so i came up with this before covid and i said okay in the year from between 39 and 40 i'm gonna do 40 for 40 because i'm not gonna be a psychopath i'm not gonna work out two hours a day it's just never ever gonna happen and also i don't think it's worth it because i'm not as athletic as as some of these like you'll buy a course from like you know these 
impeccable athletes who are like, well, you know, like first like squat 550 and, you know, then run, run a mile and then also do like curls with a hundred pound dumbbells. And I'm like, my body would break. No, I would literally <laughs> snap in half and then I wouldn't be able to work out at all. So I'm like, my primary goal with working out is to not get injured yeah. because you get injured, then you can't work out anymore. You can't, you can't um, stay healthy. So I was like, and also the time barrier, we just talked about how time is an excuse, but I do think that we should, you know, as a society build in that you, you take care of your body for at least an hour a day. And I, I picked, but I called it 40 one because it works with the age, but two, I think it's reasonable. Like if you were to get to the gym and give yourself 10 minutes to get ready and 10 minutes to go home, then you can work out for 40 minutes a day. So you take a, an hour up of your time, but if you work out for an hour, you got to put the showering and you got to put the getting on ready time. on either yeah. side. All of a sudden it's an hour and a half and it's like, you know, um, you gotta, you gotta get up much earlier than you're sacrificing sleep. So, you know, you're, you're not really, you know, being healthy for that reason anyway. So it was like, everybody should be like, I do some type of physical activity for 40 minutes because it's just like healthy. And it's just, I, I, it's absolutely not accepted. Nobody builds that into, you know, everybody gets a, like a lunch break. Well, not everybody gets a lunch break. Some jobs are so demanding that, that, you know, they leave no time for that. But everybody kind of understands. They understand if you take a lunch break. They understand if you take a smoke break still, which is like baffling. Like, why is that allowed? Um, but they don't understand like, you know, yeah, I, I'm late because, like there was traffic on my way to the gym and then they're like, well then skip the gym. And it's like, no, like you shouldn't do that. Like that should be part of, of, you know, like taking care of yourself should be like, we, we should all agree. Part of work that you, culture. You know, right. Absolutely. That's a great yeah. way to put it. So, um, so that's where it started. And there was a time where I wasn't like measuring it out, but I was doing probably, like a, a, a good 40 minute workout. And then, so then the curveball that, I mean, maybe this is why it's going to be the year it's going to be 2021. And, and through that, because I'll just know a few things that I did wrong. I mean, like, honestly, so I was like, I have to work out in the morning. There's like, just no, no more time, no time. Any, any time else, which again, I know we just said is a complete fallacy, but I was like, this is what's going to work for me. Um, I've been getting up at 5.00 AM every day. It takes me like an hour to get motivated. And you know, in that six to seven, hour block, I was working out really well. And then when, <clears throat> when like the fall hit and, and like the day change and daylight savings and stuff like that. So like when the sun was coming up at six, it was, yeah. it was, it was it's That's so a, weird. It's, it's just like the weather. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, like okay, I'm good. When the sun is but up. when it's like dark out, <laughs> it's so weird. Cause yeah. it's sometimes I was working in the summer. I, I, I was like, you know, doing some cardio outside and, um, and it's just like if I don't know, you look outside the windows and you see nighttime, Darkness. you're just like, I'm gonna, you know, it's colder, you cuddle up, you just like, you know, I, I would get out of bed, I would go to the couch, I would have a coffee, and I would give myself some time to wake up. I also was like doing some work, like I was looking for one minute, minute man topics and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, in during the summer, it was like a great groove. So I'm trying to figure out if, um, if I can get some more like, indoor if i could do like like i think in the winter what would work better for me is like um like like a, a stationary bike and i'll like watch something and i'll be doing that rather than like you know i was doing some weights and uh it, it's just like you know well, all right so here are the here are the things that that uh, got in the way of it um but i do i would i do i think it's like a hook i think it works i think it's like a catchy enough name um, I can only really do it once when it's, when I'm turning 40, yeah, you can only do um, it for one year. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, I still think the 40 minute thing works. Um, and I want to try and like test that out. Yeah. And so I, I think you and, need to lean into like the planking amongst all the kids toys and <laughs> all of that, like that plays I personally, cause I think I'm like a healthy person, but I'm very turned off by, I don't know, health and wellness influencers, <laughs> which is kind of like why we started this. Cause we care a lot about it, but you know, we're not going to like take perfect pictures. Like I look like a mess when I go out and run in gross sweatpants and like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's definitely. what's realistic. So like, I think you should lean into that. I think that's, yeah. funny. I think that's relatable. I think that's what yeah. people, and I, I, I like think being a gym do, rat is not relatable. And I think you, you can do the, the gym, jokes. <laughs> you could, you could even show like, um, like I'm sure there's like a TikTok trend where it's like, uh, you know, you show something and then it flashes to you and you're, you know, looking awkward and, and silly. And it's like, yeah, I'll pick like this fitness influencer who's like abs are ripped and, you know, then it flashes to me and I'm just like, you know, like, well, I'm a, a regular person, you know? Yeah. And it's like, this, this is how, it's like expectation versus reality. You know, like I did, I did some of these things. People were like, you know, they, on YouTube, they're like, um, I did a hundred pushups a day for a month and it changed my life. I did that. I look exactly the same, <laughs> exactly the same. I was like, I mean, I feel a little stronger because like when you first, like, you know, right now I haven't been doing, doing pushups. So I, if I do like 20 pushups right now, I'm like maxed out. I, and I could never do like a hundred pushups in a row. I could do like 50 at one point. I can do 20 now. I, you know, at a point I, it would take me 10 minutes to do a hundred pushups. I'd take like a, a break in between. And I was just like, I, this, this guy changed his whole life. This guy got abs from doing pushups. I was like, what is happening here? I do this and I, I look exactly the same. So I'm like, you know. You, you think that's what's tough too. It's like, you know, you think, oh, okay, if I could just do this one thing, that thing seems hard to you. And then you do it and you're like, oh, that didn't change my whole life. So I have to figure out something else. And I think that that is like the, my hook will be like, I don't expect this to change my whole life. I think it should be part of my life. I think I should do workout five to six times a week for 40 minutes sometimes less, sometimes do 20 minutes. Some like, kids will wake up early and I'll have to stop in the middle of a workout and I'll just have to be like, eh, that is what it is. Like it, you know, it's not the end of the world if I miss this one time. Um, and that will be sort of like what I try to document in the new year, not in December. We're not going to start anything around the holidays. That's crazy. Okay. So one of our good friends who we've had on the podcast before posted something right after Thanksgiving about running a mile, just a mile every day until the mm -hmm. new year. And at first I kind of rolled my eyes, but I, I'm definitely the type of person who I think I'm going to get this like great workout in. And oftentimes I do, but then yeah. I'm not motivated to wake up and do that every day. Like you mm -hmm. can't, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. I thought, okay, this is different from what I normally try. Let me give it a go. Today was day 16. Wow. 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 And I mean, it's not a ton, but now I'm like kind of racing myself every day, trying to beat my time. And sometimes I yeah. do it like in between meetings when I'm just frustrated at everybody and I need to like. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny though, because it's like, maybe that'll be like, for some people that ends up being like the rest of their life. Like they tell a story and they're like, for 40 years, I ran one mile a day. And, <laughs> oh but, but a lot of times you'll get bored after that, after like yeah. six months and you'll have to adapt. And then right. the thing is for a long time, this like, basically getting older in a way like helped me because it's like, I wasn't hung over as much. Like I'm not out partying. I'm not, I have to be home taking care of my kids. Um, so 
that has helped and just aging my metabolism slowing down i'm like oh if i just keep doing what i'm doing i'm just genuinely going to gain a ton of weight um but you know you adapt you you change you you have to what you need to keep consistent is the doing something so maybe it's it's going to be running a mile um a day for you know six months a year five years but then at some point it's going to change like there was a time i was going to the ymca and i was swimming a lot and i feel like if you can like that's just like such a great workout but that's like you know you got to go to a place with an olympic a pool. pool yeah like that's yeah. not easy you talk know, about you move, a you do not, barrier don't live. there you need yeah there's a like pool. All, all these old guys there always swimming like old guys love to swim they do like, you, you know what it's because it's better on their joints probably they can't but, run you know what as much like actually my, my joints are like <laughs> actually, i'm getting my there. joints really so. hurt some of my <laughs> my mom's one really good friend when they um shut down like the pool at whatever community center she was going to because of covid restrictions like months ago she was very upset for a long time <laughs> like yeah. i gotta go and get my swim in every day. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's yeah. funny i read i read um i think i actually bought this class i don't think it was a book and it was called total immersion and it teaches you how to swim and, mm-hmm. the, and he's just like people swim wrong like they just don't swim right and and he explained how it's much more about like cutting through the water and and turning your body and and that creates the momentum you don't need to kick a lot you don't need to like pull yourself through the water it's much more about cutting it and i was like oh it made swimming like a lot more enjoyable and easier and i was like you know brendan with kara yeah <laughs> oh who's this the uh the olympic swimmer the the Olympics. <laughs> yeah well see this is where i'm like oh okay like an olympic swimmer this is like when i, I tried to do some of Corey g's workouts and i'm like oh these are fucking really hard. He's like hard. beast mode twenty four seven though. So. Yeah, I'm like, god damn, like, and you know, he looks it. And he's like, but anyone. And can then do you gotta. This. <laughs> I love. I just read about it. I talk about it all the time. People are just like, shut up about carbs. But it's like, <laughs> I, I just like, you know, I find that just by getting interested in it, reading about it, talking about it, it helps you be like, okay, let's get another workout in. You know, just knowing about hit training. I don't know. It's not like you know you live and die by, oh, you have to do HIIT training, but it's good to know that that's an option. I mean, and sometimes it also helps you be like, oh, all right, so like if I go really hard for like 10 minutes, that counts, right? Yeah. It was my workout. I did a 10 minute workout. I went really hard and that counts. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's like, <laughs> right. And I don't know if it, if that like, you know, is an excuse like, okay, so now instead of doing 40 minutes, I'm just doing 10 minutes. Like you could, you could do it into excuse. If you, you, I'm sure you could do 10 minutes really intense and have it be worth it. But anyway, it's just like, before I hadn't heard of HIIT training and now I have, like I learned about it. So I know it's an option. I hadn't, you know, I've read a lot about keto and carb restriction and insulin and stuff like that. And I don't have all the answers. And that's where you talk about the the influencers who are like preach keto or, or anti keto. And, you know, it's, I don't think anybody really has the answer. I do think that like, you know, I learned a, a bit. I think that, you know, if you don't know anything, you think like all calories are created equal. Every, every, you know, like carb is the same as, as protein. It's like good to know that like there's a lot of science behind your, your body does handle some of those things differently. What I don't think is that we've really just figured out the hack and it's just like one diet fixes everything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good to, to know more about it, you know? Yeah. And I think the other important thing to recognize is that like so much of diet culture and fitness culture is the goal is to look a certain way, but Mm -hmm. like, as you get older, it's so much less about looking a certain way and more about feeling a certain way or Mm -hmm. literally just preventing injury. Like I think about that a lot. Like maybe we're getting a little deep here, but 
you know, I'm about to turn 26. I am single and like, I'm not having kids in the next four years probably. So I got to stay healthy so that I can have kids in my thirties and then keep up with them in my forties and fifties. <laughs> this mm-hmm, is something mm-hmm. I'm literally thinking about all the time because yeah, I'm crazy. No, um, my, but- my wife messed up her knees like playing soccer as a kid. And like when we were thinking about having kids, she was like, we built in the time where she was like, I need one more knee surgery because I'm not going to be able to keep up with them. And I definitely don't want to have the surgery while, you know, right. we have, while we have the kids. Out. So it's like, you had to think about that, you know, that she had like a, you know, shredded her knees multiple times as a kid. And Ouch. it was, you know, it's, and they're still, and now they're not in, you know, she's not in like, she, her knees are not where she'd want them to be, but it's like, they would be worse. They would be, a problem when the kids are running around you want to chase after them you're holding them and you 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 know when you have kids you fear the worst you're gonna like you know slip and fall while you're holding them it's like you know i don't that's rare it's not like we're the first people to ever have knee surgery or something like that but yeah you gotta you gotta think about that you gotta mm-hmm. think long term take care of yourself um you know i know people who have had real injuries and it just like plagues them their whole life now it's like it'd be one thing if you like hurt yourself skiing or something like that right if that's you, a different like hurt yourself you know, like working out because you're being stupid, you know, like you're, you're, you're trying to ego lift and you end up hurting yourself. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. That's the exact opposite of what you're at the gym for, you know, unless of course, like you said, you're, you're there to, you know, try and get shredded abs and, you know, post like a thirst trap, then, you know, okay, great. But <laughs> good like, job. <laughs> I mean, it, that's fine too. You, people have different goals. Like, you know, you can, you right. can go for that. I think it's not, it's not a problem that fitness is, I mean, that, looking a certain way is a goal when you're trying to be fit. I think it's a problem that's, it seems sometimes that that's the only goal you're allowed yeah, to have. Yeah, like that's the only way people measure. Yeah, I saw somebody post a, a um, oh, you know, like the joke goes around like, you know, um, fellas, what's what's keeping you from looking like this? Or, you know, ladies, what's keeping you from looking like this? And it's just like someone who looks absolutely amazing. So it, it's a guy like, you know, shredded, his abs are popping out. And it's like, what's keeping me from looking like that like water like that person <laughs> I is retain water <laughs> you know that, that person like and that's like a trick for for bodybuilders that shows yeah. they're like oh yeah i haven't had any water in like you know like 96 hours because it, like it pulls everything in but that's like you know a bodybuilding goal like that's different that's you know you're trying to win this competition right. it and sounds they, terribly and they unhealthy like that. But, they look like that for right. several hours on one specific day and it's right, like right. all these calculations go into we got to interview yeah. a bodybuilder all these calculations go into that but they don't look like that 24 7 they have a bulking right, right. and a cutting season they know like right. i'm gonna get shredded right before this specific date because that is my goal but long term right. that doesn't work <laughs> Right. And then when you see the people who actually like now a lot of people have jumped on this and it's basically for cloud too, but they'll, they'll do a pose and they'll be like, this is the same day. One day I'm all slouchy and I look like this. Another day I, I hit the angles. Right. And it makes my butt look good. And, but like, I, I'm like, this is where my, my worlds collide. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's all content. Like, it's like, you content. know, so, somebody's making a good podcast. Somebody's recording, somebody's editing it really well. They're using hook points. They're putting subtitles on their thing. And this, this girl is like, you know, if I stand like this, my butt looks great. If I stand like a normal human being, I look like a normal human being, you know, what a but she's like, so I stand like this because it gets more likes and people are buying my, uh, my fit tummy tea or stuff like that. Like I got to make a living out here. I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So that's, what's funny. It's like, imagine just working out so hard and, and looking better, but not looking great, but then realizing 
then it's like an angles trick, that it's a photography trick. It's It's amazing. So it's like, you know, I respect those people too, because I'm like, I mean, you could say it's like a little bit deceitful, but it's like, I I think of it as good production. Right. And it's like, if that's how you make your money by posing a certain way with like a product in your hand, it's like, all right, well. Let them do it. You're just out here doing you. What am I supposed to do about that? Right. And then you have to decide, like, am I going to work out really hard and then like hit this angle right and look like this? And then but then every time I look in the mirror, I'm disappointed. Now, I think that the disappointment means you just need to adjust your expectations. You don't need to look like that Instagram model every time you look in the mirror. You can you can just look better than you looked yesterday or worse or, you know, you just got to get to a point where you're happy with it. And then less about the look and more about the feel and more about the, the long term health. Perfect. Well, I mean, I think we covered it all there. Ali, right. uh, you got any other any other points you want to hit? Um, well, what I'm thinking about in all of this. So I'm home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. My parents have gone plant-based, vegan, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just funny. We're like not a plant-based family. We're healthy. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom every day, she's like, I haven't lost a single pound, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, mom. My dad had like a little bout of prostate cancer. He's totally fine. It's, I think it's very common actually. And I'm like, mom, you're doing this because your husband had cancer and we're like trying to troubleshoot what the issue is and like Mm -hmm. that might make a big difference. So yeah, I think that's just, that's always the point that we're trying to get across like uh, in the conversations that we have with people. So love this. Yeah, plant based. I think is that sounds like the hardest diet to make. It's yeah, it definitely go, is. It definitely. Yeah, really? I mean, I think keto is way me, harder. Personally. See, but this is what's funny. I, so I'm like, people say that keto is like a diet that's not sustainable. Oh, you're going to gain it all back. And I'm like, well, I, to me, I think like being vegan is is completely unsustainable. I, I literally could not even think about going a day just like that. So I'm like, that's where it's all it's all the same thing. It's all the same. They're, they're all unsustainable. They're all sustainable for some. Right. So you have to pick and choose like what is going to be sustainable for you and what's going to make the biggest difference for you to feel good. And yeah, what I like to tell anybody who like looks into this is like the only thing that's wrong is like the typical American diet, like the commercialism that's like Mm -hmm. shoved down our throats that is like, you know, yeah, you could have candy bars and like, yeah, you should eat a bunch of like synthetic like processed bread. Like that's what everybody was just like, you know, thinking was good for so long. And it's like, we have an obesity epidemic for a while for a reason. And it's like, you know, if you take the time to think about some of these things, you'll be able to find something plant-based to work, you know, carnivore will work if you, if you, you know, if it's, if you're the right person for it, Mm -hmm. but just in general being like, Oh, you know, this is fine. Like that's the only thing I think is, it doesn't work. Yeah. So how do you think you're going to, like, what's your, how are you starting this 40 for 40? Like, what's your day um, one? What do you think you're going to do? And how uh, can we yeah, support okay. you? Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm, great question. Okay. So um, I have the, this um, on my phone, uh, like a, a 15 or 16 minute workout that I was doing twice where I just like, it, it was um, sort of like Tabata training it was just like one minute of each thing. And then you go 
through. So I've, oh, I've been saying, and I'm like, I should start this before New Year's, that that was when I was in my best groove because it's like, um, it, it, like they're hard exercises and it was like, you know, it was almost like a cardio workout at the same time. Um, so I was probably going to do that um, to start. Um, Corey G has been telling me that I got to do lunges. Um, so I was, I was thinking about doing that, which would get me to thir- those work- two workouts back to back that gets me to 30 minutes and then 10 minutes of lunges. Um, so I don't know. What do you want me to do, Al? Do you want me to make you a plan and like send it to you no, like December I just, 31st? I, I, uh, no, I, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> no, I just was wondering if you had like a... I don't know. I, I'm I would love like, the help. I would love the, to have a, a group that we can all like well, keep right. each other accountable. That's what um, I mean. So like so I'm always with that thing. a runner of sorts, typically, like that's kind of where I start. So, yeah. um, you know, just if you had a thought, then we'll know to. So maybe uh, because I also do want to, <laughs> I, I do want to create some content around it. So maybe I'll be that like annoying douchebag who will, be like, you know, I'll, I'll post like a, at least an Instagram story and be like hashtag 40 for 40 uh, day one or something like that. And then, okay. you know, like you'll know when I when I skip it. Um, I, and this yeah, is where yeah. it works against me because now I'm like, I do want to create content around it, but I also don't want to give myself an excuse being like, oh, I don't have like the right camera. I don't have this set up. Like I got to just start working out and document what I can. And then if yeah. I can, you know, like freaking buy a drone or something and have it follow me around. That would be great content, but I'm not going to be like, let me figure out how to make this an entire production. I'm like, let me start working out first. Um, I have been doing it a, a daily workout most days, um, but I want to be like, let's go a little bit harder. Um, but then I'm like, it'll be the middle of January. Like January is such a terrible time to start it goals. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's what we're committing to. You know, I, I mean, know. I only have, I would only, if I started in January one, I'll, I'll only have, two and a half months before 40 anyway. So it'll be, this will have to be more of like a keeping going through and not, you know, like, cause I just don't consider it like that success. If I, if I work out for like eight yeah. days, I'm like, that oh, wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't you know who, good enough. You know who you should check out um, on Instagram, Claire P Thomas. She okay. is ripped. She's a trainer, mm-hmm. fitness influencer, and she has a home body guide that requires no equipment at all. And it cool. is very difficult. She even has kind of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, like a measurement workout to see where you start. And then you mm-hmm. do it after you do the program for like eight weeks and you see mm-hmm. how much better you are doing yeah. this in this many sets in this yeah. amount of time or whatever. A lot, you know, that's the one, one thing that um, came out of COVID. It's like, everybody was like, okay, well, what do you do without like a bench press and what do you do without you know, equipment? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I do have some dumbbells, but that's about it. But it's like, yeah, you know, body weight is, you can do a great, great body weight workout. Like it's, if you know, you're creative about... enough and like, you know what you're doing, you can do everything right. with yourself in a mat. Right. And I, I find, you know, so the workout I do, it's like, most of it is just like, you know, it's like pushups, air squats. And then they're just like, Oh, do like a handstand pushup. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm going <laughs> to modify down. this. I'm going to, I'm going to modify. I'll do like an incline pushup. I'm not going to do right. a handstand <laughs> right now. This is ridiculous. Again, I, you know, knowing myself, I was like, I'll fall right on my neck. Like I, I, I I'm not yeah. getting hurt. That's what I'm not doing. Yeah, do I'm like a decline myself. push-up, yeah. I would think. So you have your legs higher. Right, but... right. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm not going to – so – and I'm sure it'll start out with, like, moderate intensity, um, and I'll only show the good stuff. 
on Instagram, like we said, this is, is a content production too, but <laughs> the consistency, the consistency, you know, Big Ev used to get accused of that. They said that he would, he was just walking like, you know, five minutes and recording something. He's like, I'm out here walking again. He's like, no, I'm really walking these miles. But you know, that's, a, that's, you know, people, the haters think that, you know, you're going to, you're just doing something for clout. I'm yeah. like, no, trust me this stinks. I, I don't want to be working out. I'm doing this to stay healthy, not just for an mm-hmm. Instagram, you know? Yeah. Haters are cool. so vocal. I meant to, I meant to ask this too. If you, if you guys have mm-hmm. to go, like, I know we're over an hour now, so just stop me whenever. But no, fine. one I'm thing fine. that I, I did write this down, I think while we were recording our intro this week is why do you think people are so vocal about things that they hate? And I see this all the time because I am a very active commenter on Instagram. I comment on mm-hmm. all the Minuteman videos. I know, I know, I've seen them. I've seen and them. I see people hate them. Right. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. why are they I mean, why do they feel the need to say that? Yeah. It's what's interesting. What's interesting is the is the the feeling to to need to say that um but there is definitely an aversion to the new some people love something new and different and some people hate it i've been saying to people that like one minute man is the evolution of the blog barstool sports like it just used to be like you would uh, dave dan kev john everybody would come across an interesting story share that story and give their take now people are not reading blogs nearly as much. They're going on Instagram. They're watching these short form videos. It's the same thing. Yeah, I was like, this is the same thing I've been doing for 10, 15 years. So if you don't like it, but, but what you don't realize is that the comment section on Barstool Sports for those 10 years was the same thing. This is stupid. This is so dumb. Why would anybody read this? It's like, okay, well, we're, you know, half a billion dollar empire now. So I mean, you know, and, and then what's weird is just like, so I'm not a very active commenter. I'll, I'll give the heart to stuff that I really like. Funniest comedians in the world that laugh my ass off watching like, you know, Nate Bargetsy do stand up and, you know, post a clip on Instagram. I don't go into comments and be like, you are so funny, man. That was awesome. It's just like, I will give him a view every single time. I will like it so that the algorithm shows it to me again. I mean, we've got, you know, uh, we, we'll get a video that, uh, we'll get a one minute man video that does 3 million views and gets like a quarter million likes but then one person will be like, who watches this stuff? That will get 800 likes. And so it'll be the top comment. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's 800 likes versus a quarter million likes and also 3 million views. It's like, we have to just be like, understand that the majority of comment sections are hate. So when you go there and you see hate, you're like, okay, that's what, that's what I expected. Like, that's, that's how it is. I mean, it's sad. It's not a good thing. You don't, like that about society, but that's just sort of how it is. If you get to the point where a lot of people are hating on you, that means a lot of people are seeing it. That means you're successful, you know? And it's always good to have people who will say nice things go out of their way. Like that's important. I think we should all, you know, be like positive engagement. Right. You know, and uh, you know, I I think that make that a resolution, everybody. (laughs) And Barstool has this weird, um, it's, it's different because it's like you probably guys probably won't get a lot of hate if you just steadily build unfit. But say you get to the point where you're like building an empire and you add um, somebody else to do quick one-minute videos while you guys are working on other things. 
people might hate that because that's not what, what they signed up it for. started as. But mm -hmm. you're like, you know, but you think it is what they signed up for. It's just the evolution of it. And a lot of people will probably like it. You're not going to pick somebody that like is terrible and off brand right. for you, but some people are not going to like it. They add it. Or if one of you start doing something wildly different, you know, they'll be like, Hey, we, we didn't come here for this. And it's like, well, listen, this is mine. I do with it what I want, you know? So Barstool is doing, you know, what we want. It's doing well. And there's, you know, going to be a lot of hate. But if you're getting hate, it again, it probably means you're doing something right. Same thing we talked about before where you feel that internally and then it all doubles down on itself because you read, you could read, you know, you could see millions of views and you could see good, good comments. And then you could see people buying stuff from you. But then you see a few people be mean and you're like, oh, this feels bad. That's like you're, you know, that's, that's you being afraid of the tiger that doesn't exist anymore. All right. Okay. Any final things, Sam? Um, I would just say let's all remember Super Producer BC's advice, which was be consistent. Um, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just keep oh, that. Get, get started. No, wait, oh, it was get, get started, started, be consistent. Be consistent. What was my last one? Oh, my, get started, be consistent. I guess sort of like think outside the box. Look, um, look to take what is working in one place and, and try and put it in another place. Perfect. Both right. in content and your fitness game. Um, Brendan, where can we send people to go and follow you and join Super Producers? At Brendan Clancy and at Super Producer BC on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group. If you search Super Producers on Facebook, it comes up. And then also my office hours link, um, brendanclancy.com slash calendar, let you pick slots i'm gonna try and lay out a bunch of those for the new year where it's just like because usually it's like week to week right now but like there'll be a bunch of slots where you can jump in and just book some time usually 30 minute slots okay perfect love it that's that's all i got cool yeah it was a lot of fun this was great thanks thank you guys again for listening to this first episode of 2021 of unfit a healthy ish podcast hope you liked it if you did give it a like a rating, a good review on Apple Podcasts, DM it to a friend, share it from Spotify, whatever you want to do to share the love. And if you have an idea for a future episode or a guest that you want us to talk to, shoot us a DM at the unfit pod on Instagram. Thanks. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Toodaloo.